When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, mother lovers. It is a brand new episode of Last Call at McLaren's How I Met Your Mother podcast. I am Josh here with my fellow mother lover, John. How you doing, man? Bro, I am doing excellent. Looking forward to talking about today's episode because it is one of my favorites. I say that yeah, about like every episode. Though. I'm always like, oh, it's like one of my favorites. Except for okay, awesome. Yeah, but I, <laughs> it, it was just okay. Like, awesome. It was okay. It was okay. Sort of awesome. <laughs> but I mean, like, season one, especially, like, the stuff that, like, encapsulates with, like, encompasses, encompasses Victoria, it's just such a great story arc until yeah. we get to the next episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but even that one, it's uh, it's not terrible. <laughs> no, I mean, not, not. It just season. leads us, it will lead us to, to places we don't, we don't want to go. But, but, I mean. I'm really jumping the gun here. At the end of this episode, future Ted spoils it all for us anyways. He does. So, he does indeed. I noticed that when I was like, wow, he really just, uh, he just jacks the whole thing right here. Didn't he? <laughs> yeah. We'll I really think there, that that's kind of weird that they would do that. Yeah. Leading yeah. into like the fact that like by this point in the filming, they shouldn't know whether or not they've been renewed yet. So I mean, actually they, they, well, I, yeah, I don't know if they would have known if they were renewed. Um, but they still, like, they had gotten their back nine. Cause that this, is true. This is after the, the 13th episode. So they still had a lot of season left. You know, that what is I mean? true indeed. So yeah, they, they, they chose to go, they chose to go a route. You know, we'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> but, uh, as you guys, uh, should already know, if you're watching this, you probably, eat, you know, if you're watching it, you see it on the screen. Uh, if you're listening to it, it is in the title. We are talking season one, episode 15, Game Night. Oh, yeah. That's right. So, all right. Let's get into this. Game Night, uh, aired originally on February 27th of 2006. It was, uh, oh, they yeah. took a couple, they took a couple weeks off, uh, from that last episode. Uh, directed, of course, by Pamela Fryman. Pamela Fryman! That's right. And written by Chris Harris, who, as I already mentioned, uh, previously wrote OK Awesome. Motherfucker. Which I find interesting, because you said, you know, you love this episode, but OK I do. Awesome was just OK for you. I mean, it was just, I mean, it's not like it's a stellar episode. There's yeah. nothing really mind-blowing in OK Awesome, and there, there's nothing that really, like, separates it from, like, 
I watched it and was like, oh yeah, that actually <laughs> happened. There was an episode of that. I mean, it doesn't help that we watched it bookended by two awesome episodes. That is very true. But the fact that you can do a string of three episodes and fucking not remember the middle one is horrible. No, yeah, no, I I get it, man. I totally get it. I mean, we do these, like, I know when we record, like, I, I know we've said this a few times. We record two or three episodes at a time. Therefore, we're watching two or three episodes at a time. And I know you watch multiples (laughs) because you make your notes and everything. Yeah. But, like, I watch it just so I can throw in my two cents when you're recording. But then I'm like, how the fuck do you forget the middle episode? Yeah. Like, oh, man, it has to be so fucking bleh. If you're just like, oh, yeah, I did watch three and not two. Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) it's, it's, it's weird when, when you come across an episode like that, because it's like, usually you at least remember part of an episode. But like, I had forgotten about this episode until I started watching. Obviously, once I started watching, I was like, oh yeah, okay, it's this one. Yeah. I I, I got it. But it's not an episode, like, okay, awesome was not an episode that we, like, I really thought about much. You know what I mean? But. Well, there's certain ones, like, when I heard game night, I was like, which game night? Because like, yeah. They do a lot of game things throughout How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. And yeah. this is the first one where they're like, oh, Marshall should lead game night because I, I'll be honest, guy. I totally forgot, until I watched, I totally forgot that this episode was the Barney backstory episode. I forgot that this was the same one, but I always remember once I start watching this, I remember this as being the story of the re-return, but I caught something in this episode that I never thought about later on. Okay. Now we'll talk about it when we get there. All right. I, I've definitely got the note like in here and locked because I was like, they contradict their own fucking story. Okay. Well, I, I'm, I'm interested to hear. And uh, so let's get into it. Let's uh, get the into su- season one, episode the, 15. The summary for this episode, uh, Marshall plans a game night with the gang uh, and Victoria which leads to each person revealing their most embarrassing moment of their lives. True Ex- statement. I mean, I'm going to say this right right now, except for Robin, and it kind of pisses me off. Yeah. Like, she, start, she tells a story that they've all already heard, that they all already know, and then is never made to tell another story. No, because uh, doesn't uh, Victoria <laughs> bite the bullet? Yeah, she. but then he, it never goes back to her, you know? That's I'm true. Just, like Marshall ends up telling essentially two stories about himself. Uh, well, even though Lily tells the story, but it's about him also. Um, Funny, but and she did she doesn't tell say anything, and it kind of bothers me. But I anyway, really, I didn't think about that until you yeah. said that. Yeah. Uh, so I do have a few side notes uh, for this episode. This is, as you said, the story of the re-return that we you know we get to into that, which is always uh, a fun one to to watch. Uh, we learn a lot about Barney's past here, including the origins of Suit Up and Legendary, which I did not catch until the third time I watched it. Really? I watched it today, right before uh, Yeah, uh, but recording. you didn't catch the Legendary? <clears throat> no, I did for because I think I was just too, I was looking for other things, and I it just, it, I didn't even catch it on the other two times that I watched it. So I was glad I rewatched it because I, I saw that. Um, we learn the truth. About Ted and his vomit-free since '93 uh, uh, saying, and uh, this is also the first episode since the pilot 
that does not have the opening credits and theme. Which I thought, it it, it always kind of like throws me off when you start the episode and it's like, and it just goes right into it. I'm just like, where's my, where's my fucking theme, guys? <laughs> like, come on. What are you doing here? I'm assuming the episode was running just a little long because it's still like a full 22 minute episode. Yeah. And so they probably didn't want to cut anything. So they just, they just cut the opening credits so Uh they could, so they could fit other stuff in. That's what, that's what my assumption is. All right. So future Ted starts off talking about, uh, Marshall's love for games and how he's, uh, unbeatable. We kind of see him. Them playing some games like uh, uh, gin and Yahtzee and poker, and he's kind of unbearable. <laughs> you well, know what I mean? Like, laugh was when he he wins poker. Yeah. He's like poker. Poker. Like, you don't have to yell poker when you win. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I kind of want to just do that now. Anytime I play poker, just yell out poker. Yeah. I think it'd be hilarious. Uh, but now uh, he is going to be running their game nights. So uh, at the bar, the gang is sitting at the booth. As Marshall explains this new game that he invented, and he calls Marsh Gammon. Uh, apparently, it's the, it takes the best parts of all the best games, like Candyland, I Never, Pictionary, but not Backgammon, because for some reason, Marshall hates Backgammon and considers it a trash game. Uh, yeah, John, have you the best ever... Part of it, which was the word gammon. Have you ever played Backgammon? I cannot say that I have. I, I mean, it's been a long time, but I have. It's, I don't I mean, I don't think it's a particularly interesting game, but <laughs> I'm curious as to why he so voraciously hates this game. I want that story. <laughs> I mean, that, honestly, I had thought about this the other day, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna sidebar and bring this up with you. How awesome would it be if some of the stars of How I Met Your Mother, like Ashley Williams, NPH, um, Jason Siegel, the main cast, maybe a few of the others from here and there is like maybe like Marshall Struthers. How cool would it be if some of those actors were to do like Vines or maybe like. I don't think TikTok. Vines a thing. Be bad. It'd probably be more like a TikTok. I don't even know if Vines Where a thing they're anymore. in character explaining some stories or just doing like shout outs about like, like you're seeing a lot more of it these days where like Adam Sandler and, um, Oh my God, um, Michael McD- uh, Michael, whatever his name is, Shooter McGavin. They did the Happy Gilmore throwback because it's been like twenty five years. And oh like, yeah, I want someone to be to see like the High Mount Your Mother cast once in a while. Like it's Marshall and Lily, and they're like, "Oh hey guys, we're here at the Statue of Liberty today. We just wanted to tell you guys that we, like we love you, we miss you." And it's like, like, it's supposed to be to like the group, but it's to us, obviously. Yeah. Or like Ted's like, like you get Josh Radner and he's with some random girl. And he's like, yeah. I'm not on a date with another fucking skank. It's not going well, but like I'm here, eh? and she's like, I can hear you, and he's like, sorry, <laughs> and like like Barney like holding a baby, and like he's like, hey, you know, I'm just chilling with my daughter tonight, guys. Like, but robots versus wrestlers was happening, and I thought I'd remind you guys, like maybe we should go check it out. Also, did you guys read my blog? Like, <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. I'd love to see more. Older shows do stuff like that. Hell yeah. Actually, I think that would be, would be quite awesome. Um, but yeah, so Marsh Gammon, uh, I did some, some research. There's no official rules, uh, or anything that, like that for Marsh Gammon other than what you see in, uh, the episode. But I did find, uh, 
a set of rules that somebody created for this game, uh, which uh, I showed uh, John before yeah. we started here. It's actually pretty interesting. It has, it's literally a full set of rules. It's got, you know, it tells you everything that you need, all the, all the different rules uh, that are in, encompassed in it. And it sounds pretty interesting. Uh, we might consider doing a uh, recorded uh, version of, you know, play the, like, forget all the stuff, play the game and record it and, and post it, which I think oh, would yeah. be pretty awesome. Um, but uh, I, I'm going to put the link to this uh, in the description. So uh, whether you're watching it or listening to it, it'll be in in the description. So just check down there uh, for the link to, oh, yeah. to these Marsh Gammon rules. And uh, and if you guys play it or if you've seen these rules and have played it, I'd love to hear your uh, experiences uh, playing Hell this yeah. game. Leave us a comment. Yeah. Go to anchor.fm forward slash West call H-I-M-Y-M. There you go. Or hit us up on Twitter right down there at the bottom. Or hit us, yeah, definitely hit us up on Twitter. <clears throat> at I like the Twitter. Or you can leave a comment right here on uh, YouTube. And while you're there, hit that like button, smash that subscribe button. So Hell you yeah. know that you want some more. But yes, Marsh Gammon. Smash it like Ted smashes Victoria. That's right. Smash it like it's hot. Uh, so speaking of Victoria, Victoria is coming to game night. So Ted lays down some ground rules, uh, including not mentioning that he used to have a thing for Robin. Um, now, this is where Barney decides that the story of the re-return must be told. Yeah, which I think they know how serious he is about Victoria. And I'm not going to lie, this is a really shitty thing to make, like, to even put on Ted at this point. Yeah, like, Barney is being a real shitty person here. Yeah. He re- like, really is. Because even at the end, after... You know, again, we, we like to jump around here, but even at, you know, toward the end, after he tells the story. Yeah. And, and you see that Victoria is visibly upset by it. Barney's like, Oh yeah, maybe you shouldn't have told that. It's like, yeah, he's like, you, yeah, man. you're right. You shouldn't have told that story. Yeah. It's no like, fuck you. fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, I mean, it was funny for us. It was nice to, to see that for the audience, but that was a shitty thing for someone who claims to be Ted's best friend. No, no, no. He claims to be Marshall's best friend. <laughs> no, Barney claims to be Ted's best friend. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Barney is Ted's, is, is, well, Ted is Barney's best friend. Barney's not Ted's best friend, but Barney, so like that. Barney claims to be Ted's best friend. Uh, however, because he doesn't want it to be Marshall, of course. But why would your best friend do something like that? That's that's pretty fucked Dude, up. Dude, I'm, I'm telling you. Like, there are some stories, like, me and you have told in front of, like, significant others or, like, potential significant others. Yeah. And there are times where, like, certain stories come up and I'll be like... Yeah. There, there's you, a time you're supposed play. to have your friends back. And it seems to... It almost feels like... Like, is Barney jealous? You know what I mean? I wondered that. Like, and I seriously, when I watched this episode, I wondered. I'm like, well, because, like... Either that, or does he just not want Ted to be in a relationship? He wants well, single. He wants single Ted back, and so he's that's just trying to sabotage it. Um, because one of the things I noticed, and like it'll flow kind of with where we are in the episode too. They make this entire game about trying to dig up dirt on Victoria. Yeah, and like, how can <clears throat> we? And like, you can clearly tell when they start playing the game that Robin is visibly upset by like. 
Marshall's question that should have been for her. He's like, oh, it's an autobiography card, which goes to the person sitting to your left. Which is funny because it it should be Lily. Technically, yeah. Because Lily didn't, it's not like, like, she just went, she just got up. It's not like she's out of the game. And that's true. She was the player to Robin's left. Yep. So that card, that question should have gone to Lily. Just saying. I know. <clears throat> Marshall is over here stacking the deck, you know. Uh, to, well, yeah, to you, get, I mean, you get, can't fucking, you know, get your information if the people aren't sitting right. Yeah. And it's, and the thing is, Ted specifically tells Marshall and Lily not to interrogate Victoria. And yep. that's exactly what Marshall is doing. Yep. And, exactly. and this is one of those few times where, like, you know how there, there's the one episode later on, like, when Lily's pregnant and, um, shit, I don't remember the uh, his name, but it's the guy played by um, Kumar. He's dating oh, Robin. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, so there was the episode where they're doing, like, the interrogation thing and, like, Ted's on the date with the girl and, like, mm-hmm. they're trying to get all the information on her and he doesn't want to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, this is an early sign of that, almost. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, they're really, really shitty about it, because Ted's like, I like this girl, please don't do this. And they're like, oh, Lily's the only one who doesn't actually do any of this stuff. But she's guilty by association at this point. Yeah, she's letting it happen, but she isn't grilling her, I mean, mainly because she's off fucking with Barney. Uh, yeah. really, but yeah. yeah, I noticed she, she doesn't actively go at Victoria the way that, um, Barney, Marshall and Robin all do. Yes. <clears throat> Cause all three of them kind of take it into their own hands in different ways, which I'm like, come on, dude, you're all supposed to be his friend. Like this is messed up because everything that happened here could have easily just split them right then and there. I think it had part of the reason to do with why she chose Germany. Probably. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Germany was entirely the only thing. Like, yes, going over to Germany for that culinary experience is one hell of an offer that you have to weigh out. Yeah. But after that shit show that they put on at game night, yeah, I'm probably gonna choose to fucking be like And I think it also um I think it is also a factor uh in her decision to I mean she doesn't technically cheat but like she's emotionally cheating later on you yeah, know what I is. mean um you know she she's essentially emotionally involved with with Klaus later on yeah and I think that all of that stuff I think they drove I think it drove a wedge so she always had that doubt, and so I think her emotions were swayed easier later on down the road. I don't. I one hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. So, man, we just got deep there, and it was awesome. <laughs> we also uh, just get through like ninety percent of the episode. That's okay. We're go- we'll, we'll go. We'll 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 uh, we'll kind of jump back a little bit and uh, and get through all that stuff. So uh, you know, like I said, we're we're they're playing the game game night and everything. Marshall explains these complicated rules to, to Marsh Gammon. Um, and they start off with Victoria and, you know, having to answer a question about her dating life. The question being, have you ever cheated while in a relationship? Now we just talked about how she almost cheated. She sort of 
cheated, at least emotionally, uh, we find out that she has cheated in the past. Uh, you know, she was in a crappy relationship in college and, and she, and she cheated and she felt bad about it and they broke up. And so you can see, I think that this scene, even though it's so small, it's actually really important to what happens later on because I think everything that happens in this episode helped to create essentially a crappy relationship. I you know, don't disagree have, with that at having all. Having to be long distance, having this, this nagging thought in your mind that maybe Ted wants to be with, with Robin instead of me. Yeah. You know, and, and it just that continuously building while not being around Ted, you know, and being so far away on different times, like really different time zones, uh, and everything, which we'll, you know, when we get to those episodes, we'll talk more about, but. It, it, I think it definitely, uh, looking back on it, I think it, it's the first sign of, of things to come. Uh, so then, uh, Barney asks if, uh, she ever re-returned to this guy. And like I said, he's just like, he's just like poking the bear, you know, he's poking the bear so bad. Yeah. And it's like, dude, just stop. There is no real benefit here. Other than for your own sick pleasure. That's all it is for him. That's yeah. All it is. Uh, so Lily reveals that, uh, she met a woman who Barney, who knows Barney named Shannon. And, uh, she gave her a videotape to give to him. Barney seemed pretty freaked out about this and demands the tape. Dude, uh, it's funny too. Cause like Lily at first can't remember the name. Yeah. She's like, she's Sharon, like, Shannon. And as soon as she says Shannon, he's like, Shannon? Shannon? What? What? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, uh, the type of reaction that we don't see from Barney. No. He doesn't, he doesn't get emotional like that. He doesn't have, no, like, have never those like that. No, no. He's cool, calm, and collected most of the time. At least up to this point. There are other times where. Yeah, there are other happens. times. But yeah. So, uh, she goes to get the tape. The game continues with Robin's turn. And this yep. is where we talked about, um, he, he essentially plays it so that Robin's turn winds up going to Victoria, even though it should technically have gone. And you're Lily. correct on that. Yeah. Uh, and that question was how many boyfriends had she had before Ted? You know, very specific question here, but it kind of would have worked for Robin too. I mean, that is true. Yeah. You know, well, because- it's funny though, because I love how the question card specifically says Ted. I don't think the question card had anything or at least said that at all. I mean, maybe you'll never know. I think he's just making questions up. You know what I mean? I could see, I could see that. I wouldn't be shocked if it was a blank card and he's just making questions up. (laughs) Uh, so Robin starts showing her true colors here. Oh, first jokingly calling her a prude, uh, and then a slut and she gets real catty. So this is where we really start seeing it come out. Um, and that kind of bleeds into the next episode as well. It does. Uh, then Lily comes out with the tape and Barney grabs it and just smashes it in the kitchen. Dude, uh, he like fucking shreds it though. Yeah. Like you have, see the, like the tape ribbon go everywhere. Have you ever destroyed a VHS tape before? Once. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> because like, you get that ribbon thing kind of like with a, with a, any cassette tape, cause that's what yeah. they use. But a VHS is so big 
Yeah. That it's just, it, it, it's kind of way more awesome to, if you can break it. Cause like a, a little cassette tape was like, oh, snap, True. but a VHS tape, man, you can create some damage. With that thing. <laughs> it's kind of awesome. I've, I've done it a couple of times back in the day <laughs> when I actually had, you know, VHS tapes. Not a thing. Uh, but then Lily reveals that that was not the real tape. It was apparently a tape uh, from Ted's graduation, I think she says. Which I find <laughs> funny because, again, being an asshole to Ted. Yeah, I guess there, you know, Lily does have, you know, one moment of that, but it's not specifically Victoria Center. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she is, she is kind of. I mean, that, that's an irreplaceable memory. Yeah, she, you know, they're all kind of being dicks to Ted in one way or another, uh, in this episode. And it's not like, you know, uh, Ted is always a saint or something, you know? No, no, but but this time it's unprovoked. Yeah, it's just like, they're just like piling on him in this episode. Uh, so they, they put the tape in, they play it, and again, kids, this is 2006. You know, people still had VCRs. You just pulled a Ted. Pe- you just still- pulled a Ted. People still had VCRs. <laughs> hey, kids. Uh, you know, just so you know, back in the day, there was a thing called VCRs, also known as video cassette recorders. Uh, you could play a thing called a VHS. I don't know what VHS stood for, but it was a big old tape that you could record uh, movies video on. Video home system. No. I don't know. I don't remember, <laughs> but it was a thing. Um, and uh, yeah. It was not as not as you know nice and and crystal clear as a Blu-ray or your God your four no. K streaming apps, but uh, it got the job done. It got the job done. Sometimes until the tape started to get worn. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Then you got like these. Then you had to mess with the tracking on it and stuff. <laughs> We're gonna confuse so many young people listening to this. Do so, do so. I still have a VCR, uh, in my storage unit. Just saying. I still have VHS tapes. So I, I technically do have two VHS tapes. It's kind uh, of why I was looking like, I was like, do I have one sitting here like nearby that I could like grab? But I don't. I have, uh, Evil Dead one and two and they're, they're signed by Bruce Campbell. Yes, they but are. I, I've, I've not played them in years, obviously, but yeah. I do technically have a couple of VHS tapes left. Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they, like I said, they play the tape and they see Barney. He like Young Barney. looks like a hippie crying, singing like a love song. We don't know what is going on. Barney gets really upset, embarrassed, grabs the tape and, and leaves. Like yep. he storms out and everybody's like, whoa, like that's not a reaction you see from Barney. No. So then we flash over to the bar, and the gang is worried about Barney. Uh, Ted, Ted even says that he's checked the Cigar Club and the Lusty Leopard. So we yeah. talked about this in the last episode, that they referenced the Cigar Club here. And this is where it is, which I thought was really cool. Um, and obviously, the Lusty Leopard, that's like the place he loves to go. I mean, I would too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, so before anything else real quick i noticed something um that you see a few times throughout the uh the episodes that include uh victoria robin chooses to sit right next to ted which forces them to squeeze three people into that booth like she could have she could have done exactly what barney does and just pull the chair chair. yeah do that there are plenty of times where you get two people on each side of the booth and two people in chairs that has happened lots of times yeah you know um, 
but no, like this, they're doing this on purpose because Ted is, is stuck between these two women, you know? I never thought about that. Yeah. It's just a nice visual representation of where Ted's head is at because Ted, yes, Ted, you know, is really digging on Victoria, but he's still deep down in love with Robin, whether he wants to admit it or not, you know? And yeah, so it's a, it's a nice little like, just kind of, you see it there. It's like, why would she do that? One, she's, it's kind of a bitchy thing to do. It is. You know what I mean? But visually, for the, from the filmmaker's point of view, I think it was a nice way to to show the audience what's kind of going through Ted's head. Like uh, I said, I never even thought about that. Yeah. So you're welcome, folks. (laughs) Bringing all the knowledge here. (laughs) At least it's my perception. I could be completely wrong. You never know. Wouldn't be the first time. Uh, so, uh, Barney then walks in, uh, and they, they need to know about this tape. They need to know what, what is up with this thing. And Barney says that it's the most embarrassing moment of his life. And that if they want to hear the story, they're going to have to share some embarrassing stories too. Uh, and so Marshall goes first. He tells a story of when he used, uh, uh, the bathroom in Lily's kindergarten classroom because they were all, I think she, he said they were at like recess or something. Yeah, they, they were they, out of the room. Yeah, they, they were not in the room. And so he goes into this bathroom, little tiny toilet because, you know, they're kindergartners and, you know, pulls his pants down. He's going to the bathroom and he did not realize that it was a shared bathroom. And so the door opens from the other side and there's a little girl there and he, you know, like she yells, he yells, he goes out the door, falls, and yeah, he, he pull up his pants. His pants are completely down. Then Lily and the re- and her class all walk in, and they uh, they find it hilarious. They call him funny butt. Funny butt. But what I thought the first, like when I rewatched this, and I was like watching this scene, I was like, <laughs> this moment is exactly what the exact type of situation. That gets some people put on a sex offender list. Yes. You know, being nude in front of children. Like, I, you know, I've heard stories of people who get drunk and just, and and need to take a leak and they happen to be in a playground. No kids are even around. And they pull their stuff out and they're going pee or whatever. And the cops catch them and they get wind up on the sex offender list. Yep. Because they're, they're exposing themselves in a playground. Yep. And I'm just like, if any of those parents found out that Marshall was essentially naked in front of their kindergartner and they, I mean, they could have, he could have wound up on the sex offender list. He could have. Like, I just, you. I just, I'm just like, some people would not be that lucky. I understand it's hilarious, <laughs> but some people would not be that lucky. No, you're <laughs> absolutely correct. And that's the kind of shit that rolls through my mind when I'm watching this show. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know if anybody else had that thought. Hit us up on Twitter at Let's Call H-I-M-Y-M. I'd love to hear your thoughts. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, So Barney starts his story. It's 1998. John, you remember 1998? That was a long time ago. I was in eighth grade that year. <laughs> it was it was a long-ass time ago. Uh Barney was before we met. It's true. Barney was a hippie working uh at a coffee shop with his girlfriend at the time, Shannon. Uh and they're supposed to be joining the Peace Corps together. Uh 
which is really an interesting thought, you know, to think about Barney one as a hippie working in a coffee shop, going to join the Peace Corps. It's, it's exactly the opposite of everything we know about Barney. True you know, he, he's committed to his girlfriend. Well, there, there's but, a line here that happens during the scene that's totally like against what Barney becomes. And I caught it and I thought about it and it really makes me laugh. Okay. And it's when the fucking soup guy comes in. The guy who Shannon ends up with. Yeah, yeah, you know, Spoiler alerts. And he goes, oh, hey, man, is that your girlfriend? And Barney's like, yeah. And he's like, high five. And Barney goes, I don't give high fives. I give high twos. I give high twos. Yeah, he flashes the pizza. And I was like, oh, fuck, man. Like, that is a <laughs> fucking genius thing. And I'm yeah. going to say that to someone sometime. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a brilliant line to have for this version of Barney. Yeah. And, and it shows that he still does that kind of thing. So like having him do the high fives later on, like it makes sense because like that was, you know, he, he gives the high twos, but now that he's this completely different guy, he has to do something else. And he does what that guy does, which I think is funny. Um, you, you know, what? I want to see a high five off between hit and Barney get- and the Todd. Barney and the Todd. Yeah, man. Barney and, the, for those of you who don't know, the Todd from the show Scrubs. Uh, Played by Rob, Rob Machio. Yeah, Rob Machio. If you have not watched Scrubs, I highly recommend it. It's such a good show. If you haven't watched Scrubs, then fuck you. <laughs> what he said. <laughs> um, right before uh, the rich guy comes into the coffee shop, uh, we get our very first... Uh, legendary from Shannon. This is the, the origin of legendary. Apparently it's something that, that she at least would say. Yeah. Um, which I thought was really cool. And I didn't catch it until like the, like I said, the third time through watching this, um, to get ready for the podcast. I just, I don't know why, you know, how, how I missed it the other two times. Because it's not Barney saying it. That's probably, yeah, you're probably right. I'm sure, I'm sure it's been said by other people on the show and just never really yeah. registers because it's not Barney. That's true. Um, but this, this is the, like, the oldest time period for Barney that we see. And she's the one saying it, which makes me feel like that's where he got it from. So I'm considering I, this the origin. That could be. Yeah. I'm totally considering this, this the origin. Uh, so yeah, like you said that, uh, this guy in the suit comes in real misogynistic. He's just like Barney is now. Yeah, this this is the guy that he winds up modeling himself after essentially. Pretty much, because you know later on we find out a lot more about this guy too. That's true. Uh, So then we flash five weeks later, and Barney and Shannon are supposed to be leaving for the Peace Corps together, but she never shows up. Uh, It's funny because during the the scene with the rich guy, uh, I have a note here about this. Barney says he has a zine. Which essentially is an early version of a blog. Yeah. And I, I thought about that too. Cause I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm like, he's got a zine. Yeah. Which I, I was like, okay. So hippie Barney did certain things that current Barney still does, which yep. I, he just, he just kind of modified those things, which I thought was interesting. I tried looking up to see if they had any sort of like, like uh like a a sample of the zine oh, anyway. That would have been awesome. I mean I couldn't I couldn't find anything, but I think it would have been hilarious if CBS had just put out like one 
issue yeah. of Barney like Zine. Like a correspondent, like the one that was in the episode. Yeah, I think it would have been really kind of kind of cool. Or Barney, like in the blog, was like, "I found this old copy of my zine that I used to used to write." That would have been sweet. Yeah, I think I think that would have been cool. But you know, no luck there. But that's okay. Uh, so we go back to the bar. Barney, uh, he kind of holds back on continuing the story. This is kind of where he stops. You know, she didn't show up to be continued. You know, nice, yep. little, nice little cliffhanger. Uh, and then the gang offers to tell another story. Uh, and uh, Marshall pulls out the spinner from the Marsh Gammon game uh, because the game is still going. And apparently Ted was winning. Ted didn't even Yeah, I love that. how he's like, yeah, Ted's winning. Yeah. What I love about this show, it is like – there are so many different weird ass games throughout the show. What between, uh, the, the games that Marshall comes up with, the games that Lily's dad eventually comes up with, um, games like, uh, from like the, the casino that Barney plays, that weird yes. fucking game that he plays that, uh, Ted thinks he can figure out, but Marshall kind of, fi- I don't know. It's so weird. Um, but it's so game centric. So I, I, I really want to talk to the creators. And kind of like pick their brain about like, are they big game enthusiasts or something? Because I'm honestly surprised that they never tried to partner up with someone like Milton Bradley or Hasbro and tried to get a couple of them made. I think, yeah, dude. Think of had slap that been made. Dude, Marsh Gammon should be a game. I agree. Like, it's there, just there's only be. a few of them that I've ever been like, I'd play that. Yeah. One of the ones that I would definitely play not the version from the show, but like a version at least. Diseases. <laughs> and that's only because I don't want to get bile in my face. I mean, it could just be like water. Like there's games like Pimple Pete. You ever yes. hear that game? Yeah. So it's like these like weird grow or like there's a lot, there's like so many different like poop games for kids. Yep. But it's all, it's pretty much all water based. So like you could do that, but like with water. You know, and have it explode. It could have it. Well, yeah, you could. Because there's that, uh, what's it called? Pie face. Yeah, where you actually put like whipped cream or shaving cream or whatever on it. Yeah. So you could, you could use that, I suppose. But, uh, (laughs) man, we're, we're getting tangents all over here. (laughs) I love it. I love it so much. Uh, okay. So it land, the spinner lands on Robin. And well, it lands like kind of between Ted and Robin, and Ted and Victoria just kind of I was gonna say they lean to the side, and so it winds up being Robin. Um, and she starts to tell the the story of when she fell in horse poop in one of yep. the first couple of episodes. Um, but she's cut off because they've all heard this story. I mean, except, except for, Victoria. for Victoria, but it, this is all about Barney yeah. wanting to hear the story, really. And so Victoria then volunteers. And I'm like, I, I understand they're kind of going through a process, but Robin needs to give a story. It kind of, it still bothers me that she doesn't actually give another story. Well, in all fairness, I think personally, this was Barney's way first of only baiting Ted. The rest of them just fed into it. Mm-hmm. Had Ted stepped forward and been like, okay, I'll tell, because he at first Ted's like, I'll tell the story of the green toenail. Oh yeah, later like, on the, the green yeah. testicle, the green testicle. or the green testicle. Yeah, and then Barney's like, eh, "No, not that one." And he's like, "You know which one I want to hear." Yeah. He want if Ted would have just sacrificed that story at the beginning, yeah. nobody else would have had to have told the story anyway. 
That's true. That's true. It would have just been, here's the story that you want to hear. Now tell us the whole fucking yes. Story tell us of the whole shebang. Yeah. And that wouldn't have made for good television. But yes, no, that, but that mean, is exactly what would have happened, though. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, like I said, Victoria volunteers. Uh, and her story apparently involves a game of truth or dare, a squeeze bottle of marshmallow ice cream topping, and the hot tub at her grandparents' retirement community. Uh, but we don't get to hear this fucking story uh, as Ted, future Ted cuts in and says it's too inappropriate to tell his kids. And uh, I'm like, dude, come on. Like, come on, man. You, you tell really want to know, don't you? I really want to know. <laughs> it's like, because this isn't the last time that they do something like this. No, but it makes they me do laugh when the they joke, do this. The joke that Barney tells. Later uh, on, yeah. they were where you don't know what it is. You can look it up on the internet yeah. and figure it out, but you're not going to look up this story on the internet and figure it out. Um, That's true. But uh, <laughs> yeah, apparently there are just some some lines that future Ted not willing to cross with his kids. I mean, yeah. it, it makes me laugh when he does it though, because I mean, he pretty much talks about how he hoard his way through so many women, yeah, just to meet his wife. <clears throat> she dies. And then he's pretty much asking his kids if it's okay if he fucking goes back to Robin. Yeah. Re-returns yet again to Robin. That's true. You know, I never thought about it that way. I mean, realistically, yeah, the the ending is a re-return. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, so a, then, it's, it's like a re-return of the pilot, you know, when he's outside with it. Yep. It's, a, it's the same scene and everything. So that's actually so, kind yeah, of an interesting so, I thing. Mean, I understand that sometimes you're not going to want to tell your kids certain stories. Yeah. Because uh, when I tell my son about shit I've done in my life, you best bet there are going to be stories where I'm going to be like, nope, not going to tell this one. Nah. Well, let me modify it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, this must be really damn good for him to, to not uh, <laughs> not want to tell. <laughs> and apparently everybody else thinks so too. They think it's like the greatest story ever told. <laughs> and uh, Barney can, you know, he, he deems it worthy. And so he continues his story. Um, and so we, you know, we get back to, you know, the, the late nineties and Barney heads back to the coffee shop. Shannon says that, you know, her dad won't let her go. And, and Barney should just go to the peace court without her. And, you know, it'll only be two years. Man, that would be a real different Barney if he yeah. spent two years in the Peace Corps. Um, and as he's heading down the street, he, he you know, he's walking. He decides he's going to go back and confront her dad because she's a grown woman and she needs to be able to make this decision for herself. And when he gets there, he gets back to the coffee shop. He sees Shannon with who he thinks is her dad. And then they start making out. Yep. And that's, this is where Barney stops the story again. And everyone just yells, what? And Marshall hits that buzzer and everybody has to drink because yeah, per, per the rules. Because everybody if says you have what has to drink. Because if you have forgotten, they're still playing the game. And since you said what? I'm honoring it. Right here. It's not an alcoholic, but it's all good. Mine might be. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> it's five o'clock somewhere, right? Uh, so it might be, you know, five o'clock in Germany. I know? mean, this, this is my evening. I'm just getting home from work. 
We can call Victoria and find out. Yes. <laughs> find out what time it is there. Uh, so, uh, Lily then offers up a story about the time she and Marshall, oh, this is a good story too, had sex while Marshall's mom was unknowingly on the phone the entire time. Apparently, Lily didn't hang up the phone properly. Which I don't understand that. I also don't understand why Marshall's mom didn't hang up the phone. Yeah. When I they said that goodbye. After I watched that. Cause I was like, especially once like you heard like, Cause like it starts, the story starts with Lily being like, Oh, Marshall's mom called and yeah, we got the cookies. Oh, they're made with mayonnaise. Cause why wouldn't they be? Of course. And then like Marshall walks in, which I also think this is funny. She hadn't fully hung up the phone when Marshall walks in. And he goes, Oh, my mom sent another package of cookies. And I was like, like you're shitting on your mom and she's on the phone. Yeah. But then whatever. So then Lily puts the phone down and doesn't realize that she didn't hang up. Fine. So then they're like, let's fuck right here on the floor. And that right there should have been the sign for Marshall's mom to be like, like, oh, let me hang up the phone. Nope. Click. I got it. She's like, let me listen to my son fuck my future daughter-in-law. Well, I don't think they were engaged by that point probably, but either way, let me listen to my son fuck somebody. Oh, hey, Marshall, the floor is cold. Can you grab that stupid fucking Afghan your mom made? She's like, she's probably like, Marvin, pick up the other line. You gotta hear this. (laughs) Stop playing ice skateball and get in here. Marshall's having sex. Son, Son, let me tell you. Son, I know you can't hear me, but do it harder. Yes. Tilt her up. Rotate the hips. That's the kind of dad that he was, too. He would have yeah. been. I, I, you I, would, I, son. I yeah, I I agree. <laughs> uh, so Barney continues the story. Uh, Shannon, we get back into it. Shannon sees him uh, as he sees her. You know, like yeah. he he comes in the door. He's all freaked out. She looks up, sees him. She gets freaked out. He he kind of like runs off to the side. She goes after him, and she explains that. This isn't her dad. It's her new boyfriend, Greg. She's been seeing him for a few weeks. Now, a few typically means three or more. Because like you would say a couple or two or a week. And it had only been five weeks since we met Greg the first time. Which means that real soon after that, they started dating. Oh, yeah. Or were they dating before? Well, I mean, it makes me wonder who knows if she was cheating, you know, and, and, and maybe Greg knew that whole time, maybe. you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I mean, it probably not. It probably happened like right after he probably saw, okay. He, you know, he thinks Shannon is hot. He sees the kind of guy that Barney was at that time. Well, and he's like, yo, he I can a lot of shit that Barney couldn't. Yeah. And he's like, yo, I can steal this hot girl from him. And he just does, you know? He does exactly the type of thing that Barney does. Yep. You know? Um, so I wouldn't be shocked if, if that's how it went down. But yeah, it's just like, damn, man, that, that's cold. It's cold blood. Really cold. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, like, like you said, you know, he can, he, he's able to buy her stuff. And apparently he has a boat. A boat. Okay. Boats, boats, boats. You know. <laughs> nice throw uh, out to a future episode. That's right. And so that night he decides he's not going to the Peace Corps. Instead, he records a tape for Shannon. 
which is the tape that we wind up seeing, at least part of. And a week later, Shannon comes into the coffee shop. She's all dressed nice. She's in like a red, you know, business uh, suit, like skirt suit thing. I don't actually know if yep. there's a name for that. Um, and she's with Greg. She's with the, you know, uh, as I put in my notes, the douche guy from before. <laughs> uh, so they mock Barney for the tape because oh, even God, she, even she laughs while it's going on. She doesn't like bust out laughing the way Greg does, but she laughs at Oh him. yeah, she chuckles. And it's like, wow, you really are a bitch. Uh, and that sends him over the edge, man. He leaves while, and while wandering down the street, he is handed a flyer for a suit sale. Which says suit up. Yep. Big letters on top of suit up. And this is where we get the, the origins of that, which I thought was a, a nice little reveal. Um, and he, Barney decides to make a change. He cuts his hair, shaves his face. Uh, you know, dons a suit and tie in a very Darth Vader kind of reveal sequence, which I thought was really cool. You know, what's funny is this, this whole segment, like this scene gets reused in a later season and I can never remember where until I see it. And I'm always like, Oh yeah, they do reuse this entire scene. Yeah. I think, I think it might be the Stacey Keebler episode. Oh, maybe. Yeah. it's, It's very possible. I mean, again, <laughs> a lot of stuff goes on in this show. We'd have to oh, remember. God, yeah. But I'm sure once we see it again, we'll be like, boom, there it is. Uh, but the story isn't over. Nope. You know, he says that he saw her one more time. One more time. But he demands that Ted tell the re-return story. He doesn't want to hear about the green testicle. Nope, not he the story care. Ted offers up. Even he though I, I kind of do want to hear that story. But, uh yeah, that's not what he wants. He wants the re-return. And so t- Ted tells the story, uh, you know, while at the bar after, you know, the events in the pilot, uh, Barney, you know, he's there with Barney and Ranjit, yep. which I thought was cool. Um, and they're, you know, they're getting real drunk and they decide to head back to Robin's place. Yep. He's going he's gonna to kiss her, uh, which I was like, wait a minute. That means that they, that Ranjit drove drunk. Yep. Cause he was drunk too. Um, I find this interesting cause in the, in the audio commentary for one of the previous, I think it's, I think it might be the pilot. Um, they specifically talk about the actor who plays Ranjit does not drink at all. Yeah. You were saying that once. Yeah. So I find, I just find it, it's interesting that he has to like pretend to be drunk and stuff. Cause I, I don't know if he's ever been drunk. I don't know if he's been, uh, like a non drinker his whole life or what it is, but, uh, yeah, I just, I just, I find it like after knowing that knowledge, I was like, huh, that's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, he drove, he, yeah, it means he drove the cab drunk. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, come on. I, I don't, I don't particularly like that, but I guess it was more acceptable in 2006. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but when they are there, uh, Ted winds up. Uh, just throwing up on Robin's doormat and they run yep. away and, and, uh, <laughs> Marshall. And this is where uh, I have a problem. Okay. Ted throws up on the doormat. <laughs> yes. This is known by Barney and Ranjit. Yeah. Yet in the pineapple incident episode, Ted knows that he's thrown up, but he's still bragging about being vomit three since oh, or 93. Oh, yeah, three. But- Vomit, no, 93. Vomit free since 93. Yeah. He knows he threw up on Robin's fucking doorstep. And all he would have had to have done was say he threw up at some point. But 
was Barney there for any of the times he said it? I'm pretty sure. Because remember, Barney was at the masseuse during that episode, and then they had to meet him at the bar to so he could do whatever he was doing. But e- even if Barney wasn't, Marshall and Lily were. Yeah. They definitely maybe. heard him bragging that he's still vomit three. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, so this, this is where I have an issue. Because the vomit three since 93 comes back later, too. Yeah, yeah. Because there's another moment where he thinks he's going to throw up and he doesn't. That's true. And I'm like, but he's not vomit three since 93 because this fucking scene happens. Yeah, that, yeah, you are right. He, uh, he's definitely not vomit free, uh, by any stretch of the words. Uh, he's the opposite of free of vomit. <laughs> well, I mean, he's free of vomit at that point. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He got that shit all out of it. So his yeah, mouth. so he tells the re-return, he throws up. That's my only complaint is that they, they fuck up. This is the one time so far I've caught the work. Continuity get really gets janked up, and That's I true, okay, yeah. can't really complain about it otherwise. But okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so Barney continue. Oh, you know, I realized um, when I was talking, uh, Barney wasn't at the masseuse; he was in the tub. He was at the tub. Yeah, he was in the tub. the 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 masseuse, <laughs> the masseuse thing was uh, uh, the 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 wedding drum roll please stuff. Yes. That's where that was. But oh, yeah, yeah. He, so, he was in the, so maybe he was there cuz he was in the apartment the whole time. He was. So it's very possible it's yeah, whether he, or not he heard it or not. Yeah. I mean, he I mean, it's Barney would think he would blow his spot up at that's some point. True. But yeah, so But yeah, that, so Ted finishes the vomit the the re-return story. Yeah. And Victoria looks like straight like upset. Dude, she is so uncomfortable and upset here. I'll be honest, like when I rewatched it the first time, I was like, I'm shocked she didn't break up with him here. Like, like this I'm night. I'm surprised she didn't walk off. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that their relationship went past that night. Yeah. You know, because she, she, she seemed like she was ready, like that was it. Like, yeah. I mean, this really, this is the moment, like, this is in the night where like, now she knows about the whole Robin situation, which comes yeah. back later on, comes back the second time they date. Yep. And it's like, oh, and like, this is, this with the next episode, definitely there's the wedge there that leads the Germany shit to happen. Yeah. And this right here, these two reasons right now are why I hate the entire fucking group right now. Because all of them led down this path that Ted could have been happy with Victoria had none of those wedges ever been driven into this. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Um, because Victoria was amazing. She like now I'm not I'm not advocating lying to Victoria. Yeah. But there is a time and a place to be like, by the way, Robin and I dated once. It didn't yeah. work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ted, yeah, but the way like you know, saying it like that, okay, that's one thing. But then the way Barney essentially makes him tell this story, yeah, it makes it way worse. Oh, so much worse. You know, like he could have at least softened the blow, uh, you know what I mean? And salvaged it. He oh, should have yeah. been, he should have been up front with her in the first place. That's on Ted, but you know, I it, is, it is what it is, I guess, at that point. So yeah, hopefully, <laughs> I mean, uh, Par- there are parts of me that almost wish it had ended after 13 episodes because then he would have been with Victoria. He would have. She would have been the mother. Um, 
but then obviously we wouldn't have gotten the awesome nine years of this show that I love so much, you know? So, yeah. you know, it's a give and take. <laughs> so, uh, Barney then, you know, after Ted tells the story and everything, Barney continues his story, tells the final part, uh, which takes place eight years later, which is this year, according to Marshall and specifically that day, that or day. The early, earlier that, 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 uh, evening. Uh, Barney says he went to see Shannon to, to show her who he has become now. Yep. You know, he, he says to her, you know, you were such a big part of my life. It just didn't seem right that she didn't know who he was now. And so they apparently talk, um, uh, you know, about, you know, their lives and everything. She's a mom now. And Barney, you know, he, he kind of plays it off like he's upset that he didn't have that life, but really he's, thrilled that he didn't have that life because then he's not stuck you know with a kid and all this other stuff he can be free and do whatever the hell he wants um and then he reveals that he finally got to bang shannon banger even has video proof to back it up (laughs) on his little flip phone you know the sad part is though (laughs) what we never see shannon again because she probably fucking killed herself yeah there you go that's probably true you know she saw what she could have had with barney Oh well. <laughs> oh man, it's it, it make you know we we joke that like that in a lot of these episodes. Uh, hopefully nobody's offended out there by that. Uh, go watch Zach Morris's trash. I'm gonna say it again. Just go watch it and you'll understand. But um, <laughs> it, it almost makes it darker because she has a kid that we know of. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like damn, that's that's kind of more twisted. Because <laughs> like a lot of these other people, we don't know anything about them. You know? <coughs> That's they, true. They, they could have kids, but we don't know. But we know she she's like a single mom. You know what makes, makes me really sad? I wasn't doing the joke about they probably fucking killed themselves in like the early couple of episodes we did. Yeah. And I really would have loved to have used that line on John Bethnal's character. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> Burnthal would have that would have been a good one. Because like <clears throat> Although I have a theory about his character, and I'll, I'll get to that after we're done talking about the episode. Okay, okay, we'll come back to, to we'll go we'll, we'll re- come back return. to John Bernthal. Well, yeah, we will re-return to John Bernthal. Uh, so Barney then leaves, uh, you know, kind of basking in his glory. Marshall declares Barney has just won the game. Yep. Uh, and as the episode wraps up, future Ted talks about you know how minor secrets end up not really meaning much. Uh, but not all the, all secrets were told that night. Um, and as he's saying all this stuff, we're seeing various shots of the gang. We got Lily gives Marshall a crayon drawn picture that says funny, but, uh, obviously from, from her class, uh, Victoria joking, uh, jokingly leaves some fake vomit on Ted's doormat. And then they kiss kind of, you know, nicely showing that she's willing to overlook that, you know, she's going to be the bigger person. Yeah. You know, she's forgiven him. And wants to move because he's important to her. Yeah. Um, and, and as we learn in the next episode, she thinks he might be the one. Uh, we see Barney drinking alone at the bar and then he goes up and hits on, hits on a girl. And then we see Robin at her apartment, uh, with a new personalized Sherbatsky doormat, presumably from Ted. And, Definitely then, we, from Ted. and then we cut to the credits there. So, uh, yeah. That's the episode. Uh, real quick, John, what are your thoughts on game night? Like I said, I like this episode mainly because 
it's the first time you really get to see Marshall's creative side. Yeah. Like, they really dive into it later on with, like, the shit he's doing. Dude, he does so much, so much crazy stuff later on. I I like, I like the small things he does, though. Like, the things that, like, are essentially, like, made jokes about. Like, there's the episode where he's trying to remember his, his password. Hell yeah. And, like, he can't remember it. And he does the song, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but they're all like, oh, you know, like, sometimes you sing about stuff you do, and he's like, no, I don't. And uh, Ted's like, well, how about this one that I can't get out of my head? And he says it, and Marshall's like... He's like, what does that even mean? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and And Marshall's like, yeah, that's my password. Yeah. And I'm like... It's funny, because... I sing what I'm doing around the house all the time. I do it sometimes. Yeah, I do, I do so more much. of the. Um, oh God, what's it, Doctor? Uh, it's Heather Heather Grant's character from Scrubs. I oh, do Do- more of the food one. Doctor Clock. Doctor Clock. Molly Clock. Uh-huh. Yeah, I do more of the like ooh chicken salad. Yeah, really good. <laughs> I mean, I'll I do, do it. Like I'll do time. it with. I'll do it with food, but I do it with other things too. But like, I'm doing some laundry, yeah, picking up the floor, you know, stuff like that. I do that all the time. But yeah, so like, this is the first time they really dive into like Marshall's like creative genius. Yeah, and Robin's cattiness because that comes back in later episodes too. Like, yeah, especially it when gets, she's not getting. It kind of gets like, turned up a bit in the next episode. I think. Oh my god, she takes it to another level in the next episode. Yeah. But yeah, I really like this episode for what it is. Yeah, I agree. And I'm gonna pull my Candyland board out later, and I'm also gonna find us a spinner, and we're gonna fucking play some uh, Marsh Cannon. <laughs> yeah, man, we gotta get off. There's there's a whole bunch of stuff you gotta get, but we can find it. We can find it. Um, so do it. you said you had some thoughts on John Bernthal. Bernthal. Yeah, yeah. So check Bernthal, this out. Yeah. My my thought process is is that he's young in this episode. He is. So, after he disappears off the show, can you remember his name? Was it Shane? No, Carlos. 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 Okay, so that works. So, Carlos enlists in the military. Carlos goes away for a few years, gets really fucked up in the head. He comes back. He's the Punisher. Oh, okay. Okay. Think about it. I I thought you were going to go with, like, he comes back, moves to Georgia, and becomes a cop. (laughs) And then we were going to go Walking Dead style. (laughs) I mean, <laughs> that's where I thought you were going with it, but I like Hold that on. too. I, I can take it this way too then. Hold on. And it's funny because that means if he's, if he's the Punisher, he still lives in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I went with the Punisher because of New York, but yeah, hold on. So after the whole Carlos incident, he was really sad about, you know, where his life in New York was. So he went away for a few years. He moved to Georgia. He got settled down, became a cop, changed his name, really shaped himself up. One day, his friend was fatally wounded. He was shot. And then all of a sudden, the zombie apocalypse breaks out, and he's like, I can't save my friend. I'm going to put this hospital bed in front of his door. And now he's dead. So I'm going to fuck his wife. She will bear my child. It's true. It's true. Fucking Shane. It's true, man. Shane deserved to die. It is Shane's kid. They have revealed that. They did. <laughs> yes, they did. Anyways, this is not a Walking Dead podcast. No matter how much I'd love that to be a thing, uh, that is not what this is. This is no, a How I Met Your Mother podcast. That's a uh, Walking Dead or the the Talking Dead. Talking Dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, hey, we could do. Uh, uh, I don't know. Just dead talk. That's what we call it. Dead talk. Talking Dead. 
No, dead talk. That's what we would call it. Boom. We're going to rip off the whole thing. Anyways, uh, uh, since we are now done with the actual episode, it is that time, folks. It is time for Barney's Blog. Barney's Blog! Suit up, bitches. Yeah, that's right. I hope (laughs) you guys are excited to hear another exciting tale from Barney's Blog. Today, uh, we have a an entry titled Recycling. From Tuesday, February 28th, 2006 at 2.51 p.m. Uh, so this entry, he talks about how he recently reconnected with a quote-unquote friend that he hadn't seen. Obviously talking about Shannon. Though he does say since the early 90s, it was not the early 90s. It was 1998, which is the late 90s. Just saying. little yeah. inconsistency here. Um, but... Uh, he says, uh, disappointingly, she was nowhere near as acrobatic as she was in my memory. Uh, and he said that this got me thinking, Barney Stinson, what else did you vigorously enjoy in the 90s that, when revisited, turns out to suck donkey barrels? Uh, I'm not too proud to share. So uh, we have uh, a whole little list of things that uh, he used to like in the 90s and now thinks they suck. So uh we've got the film Reality Bites. Have you ever seen this movie? I have. Fucking Reality Bites is such a good movie. He says, uh, not as cool as you think it was, and neither were you. <gasps> oh, <Barney. laughs> uh next up we got flannel shirts. He says, uh That's let's fair. let's take all our disaffected, rebellious teenage hotties and urge them to dress like homeless lumberjacks and not bathe. That's a great idea. <gasps> Uh, the next one, figure skating says, sure, Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding made us think it was all cat fights and ill-conceived thuggery. But as anyone who tried to slog through the Winter Olympics will know, figure skating is unbearable. That's kind of funny because he becomes like a heavy person on skating later on. Yeah. Uh, so then we have the issue of Rolling Stone with Renee Elizondo holding Janet Jackson's breast. And all he has for this says, Justin Timberlake did it so much better. I don't know. Uh, Vanilla Ice. He says, Ice is actually bad enough that he's come all the way around to being enjoyable again, but only, <laughs> I- but only ironically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, back-to-back World Series pennants from a team built around Pat Borders, Candy Maldonado, and Kelly Gruber. It really happened. It's funny to think of Barney as a sports guy in any it way. It really is. Yeah, so it's it's, it's kind of weird to me. Um, <laughs> this one makes me laugh because of the first line of his reasoning. So uh, it's those crappy American Pie movies. And then his first line of his reasoning says, oh, band camp, band camp. Because Allison Hannigan in both of these things and is the band camp girl. And I think that's hilarious to me. And that's exactly what they're digging at. Oh, yeah. Uh, so he, he goes on to say, little did we know this catchphrase would mutate into a pop culture pandemic that we are still stuck with seven frickin' years later. Yep. Note to producers, please stop. You're hurting America. 
<laughs> I mean, it's true. Even till today, there's not a moment where people are like, oh, one time in band camp. That's true. That's true. Uh, all right. So then we got uh, Furbies. Remember oh, Furbies? Wow. Said uh, Furby couldn't learn. Furby didn't understand what you were saying. Furby couldn't love. God damn it. This still pisses me off. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Uh, we've got the spin doctors. I like the spin doctors. Uh, he says, what could possibly, what could possibly be cooler than wearing a ski cap while jamming out to two princes? How about wearing two so you don't have to hear it? <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> Before you react, let me read what he his react his his uh, explanation to this last one. Saved by the bell. Then he puts, "Just kidding." Saved by the bell is awesome. I love that Saved by the Bell is on the list. Yes, because remember, it would have been Zach Morris is trash. It would have been even funnier if Zach, if like Saved by the Bell was on there, because this would have been out way before that series. You would have been like. Zach Morris is sketchy. Well, no, dude, he would have totally been like a Zach Morris fan. That's true, Think actually. He would have. You know, Barney Stinson, 100% would be on the same side. Even better than that Zach Morris is awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, cause like he, he defends it. He's like, I'm just kidding. He yeah. could have been like that Zach Morris is one top notch guy. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would have been, uh, pretty, pretty, pretty damn funny. Uh, but yeah, so that. Is this uh, week's edition of Barney's blog and this week's episode of Last Call at McLaren's? Uh, that's right. So, John, let everybody know where they can find you. Well, I mean, you can find me right down here at Twitter at Simply Sane J1. It corresponds with my personal podcast, Simply Sane with J, the Nacho Mama's podcast. And, but wait, there's more. There's always more. now. I have started a blog that corresponds with my podcast. That's right. I took a note from Barney Stinson, and I started a fucking blog. And guess what? People are reading it. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, buddy. Um, I have three uh, three blog um, entries. Three blogs posts. up. Huh? Yeah. Entries. Entries. There you go. I have three entries up there currently. Um, if you want, you can go check it out. There is a... I will, if you go to my Twitter page, I can put a link up there. Go to my Facebook page. I'll, I'll put the link, there. I'll put the link down in the, in the description. Josh, I'll put a link down in the description. It'll so be please. right there with the rules to Marsh Gamut. Hell yeah. <clears throat> you can go check out my podcast. You can go check out my blog. I mean, it means a lot to me. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reformat what I'm doing with my, uh, my podcast currently. Uh, Josh and I have talked about it a little bit. Yeah. A couple things I want to do differently. So that's me. I am on Twitter. I am on Facebook. If you people want to reach out and connect with me, I love to connect with people. So I welcome it. Josh, yeah. what about you? You can find me on Twitter at JP Rayner. That's J-P-R-A-Y-N-O-R. And of course, right down there, boop, at Movie Blog Merc. That is uh, the Twitter page for my site, Merc with a Movie Blog. Uh, if you're watching this on video, you're watching it on the Merc with a Movie Blog YouTube channel. So yep. if you like what you're seeing, hit that like button. Be sure to smash that subscribe button. And hit that little bell so you always know when we drop new videos. Um, uh, if you are listening, uh, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever, Anchor, uh, you know, be sure to, uh, if you're able to, leave us a review. You know, if you like, if you like what you're saying, I know on Apple Podcasts, you can do, uh, like up to a five star. If you oh, leave yeah. a five star, um, and, and, uh, 
and you actually review it, uh, we will read it on air. And we actually have one, uh, a new one here. This is from Eddie M0765, and it is titled Belly Full of Facts. <laughs> All right. Uh, and so they say, How I Met Your Mother is my most rewatched series. And I had been trying for a while to find a suitable podcast companion. Well, thanks to these guys, I finally found it in Last Call at McLaren's. The podcast flows well, the hosts are knowledgeable, and most importantly, they share the same passion I have for the greatest sitcom of all time. Keep the episodes coming. Well, Eddie M., thank you for that five-star review. It was amazing. And uh, I'm so glad that you are liking what we're doing. You know, this was just something, you know, a show that we absolutely love and wanted. We, Me and John wanted to do something together uh, outside of the realm of, of wrestling, which oh, is, yeah. uh, the, you know, the other podcast that we do. I'm glad you think we're knowledgeable. Yeah, I think we're knowledgeable. We've watched the show enough times. I, I would hope we'd, we seem at least knowledgeable. <laughs> Eddie, how do you feel about coming to New York and helping us refilm this show? I'll Fair be enough. Ted. Josh can be freaking Marshall. You can be Barney. That's right. You can be the ladies, man. There you go. I mean, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but we do have something that uh, in the works that we want to do. Possibly a a reading of uh, the pilot script for How I Met Your Mother. I think that would be cool. I think it would be really cool. I also happened to find the pilot script for the uh, failed How I Met Your Dad spinoff as well. That is true. Which I find interesting. Um, We almost had a chance to watch it, but it got pulled down off of Vimeo before I could actually watch it. We were going to watch it and do an episode about it, but uh, that's, and I don't, I can't find it anywhere else. If anybody out there knows where, you can let me know. Uh, I won't tell. <laughs> if you got the hookup, I'm, I, I'd love it. If you've yeah. got the hivy. <laughs> you cool. got the hivy. But yeah, uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at last call, H-I-M-Y-M, right down there uh, at the bottom of the screen. Uh, it's at last call, H-I-M-Y-M, uh, for, you know, whatever. You want to talk about how I met your mother? You want to talk about for anything? I don't really care. I, I, you know, you want to talk about cheeseburgers? What's the best cheeseburger that you've ever had? I mean, that'll tie right into an episode. I was going to say, that's a later episode, man. Tie that into that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you talk about it, I'll save it, and we'll talk about it on that episode. So let us know. Uh, but, yeah, this has been uh, Season 1, Episode 15 of How I Met Your Mother, Game Night on Last Call at McLaren's. Uh, John, what do you got for him? Listen, guys, you don't have to listen, but you – Wow, I messed up my own uh, ending there. <laughs> That's you don't right. have Let's to go, go home. <laughs> you can't okay. listen here. That's right, folks. Catch you next time.